0: best will smith impression i'll let it, you work it out between the two of you in your best will smith impression can you give us a good hearty welcome to earth welcome to earth
1: <laughs> come on in can i get you anything
0: it was
2: after all the death and destruction in that movie he still was polite enough to welcome and, and show manners to these aliens i think that was great
3: please watch your step <laughs>
1: Please watch your step. Can I get you a snack or a
2: I assume they deleted all the snack scenes, but it definitely happened.
3: Yeah. Please yeah. deposit any foreign
0: produce in the basket as you enter <laughs> the plant. Speaking of passports, this is an audio passport. To ID Four Minutes at a Time, the only podcast dedicated to analyzing, scrutinizing, and celebrating the 1996 Roland Emmering Masterpiece, Independence Day, four minutes at a time. I am one of your gallant co hosts, Kenny Madison, and along with me are my other gallant co hosts, Lily Nagel, Tyler Bryce, And today we have two comedians of the highest caliber.
2: We have a caliber in the backyard.
0: (laughs) Today we have comedians. Of the highest caliber. My good friends for a very long time, they're kind of acquaintances for Tyler, but they're my great friends. And dare I say, Tyler, if, if you would agree with me on this, they are they are raconteurs of the highest caliber. Absolutely. <laughs> they are raconteurs. Please welcome to the podcast, James and Mary Murray. Yay! 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 In hand. We Do you
3: need to clap for ourselves? Yes, you oh, do.
0: It just makes it sound full. Oh, I'll
3: clap for you and you clap for me. Yeah.
0: That's very sweet.
3: How do you guys know each other, Kenny, and and so well?
0: I'll let Tyler answer that question.
3: Yeah, Tyler, how um, does Kenny know us so well?
0: How do, how do I know the Murray? <laughs> how does so he feel well? about them?
4: Yeah, um, they were in competing improv troops. One called Red Dirt Improv, and the other called OU Improv. Uh, other than that, the two of them, the three of them, never, never really met. Uh, even though there were two improv troops out of Norman, Oklahoma. So they led these really parallel lives while never really having to interact. Did, I, did that come close? I mean, we, we've known each other
2: and we've performed together for many years in various forms and fashions. And it's, it's, been, a, it's been a good run. And, and now that you're in Texas, we don't see you as much. But when we do get to cross paths, it's amazing.
0: Absolutely. Kenny, you can cut all of that out. Okay. Actually, what I'm going to do is slow this down to 90% pitch us up. So it's going to sound like we're talking normally, but it's just people are going to get more. You know, you're going to sweeten it up. Gotcha. You got to sweeten it up. Speaking of sweetening it up, we are sweetening the film with these four minutes, minutes 88 through 92 minutes, 88 through 92. Start with little army men and their little army tanks and ends with (laughs) President Thomas Whitmore and his daughter walking with a doctor. She's awake. The the daughter. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. I don't think she's sleeping any longer in Air Force One. She's she's finally off the plane, uh, unbuckled. But I will give this one spoiler. She's being held by the president. So she's firmly grasped.
1: All right. All right.
0: In in an HR friendly way? In an yes, in an HR friendly way.
4: Excellent. Uh, Thank you. Before we go into before we go into Lulu's predictions, James and Mary, what we didn't ask is what is your history with this movie? Kenny, of course, Kenny and I are old hat seen it. Lots of times. Uh, Lulu does not remember seeing the movie that she saw, apparently, in the theater the one time. Uh, How about you guys? What is your history with this movie?
3: Uh, I know that I have seen the movie. It's probably been a couple of decades, but uh, I do recall enjoying it when I did see it. And I do recall maybe three or four key scenes from the movie. So, like, in my mind, the movie is about a minute and a half long. Uh, I'm sure there's more than that. (laughs) We're going to double your viewing today. <laughs>
2: I've probably seen the movie two times way back when, and then another half a time leading up to this podcast.
1: He does his homework. Did you do the first half or the second half? Just
2: the ha- half after what we're going to watch today. I really hope there's some context set up in this four minutes. No, just the first half.
1: <laughs> okay. That's awesome. I just need to know the end. That's all.
4: <laughs> <laughs> when last we watched this movie, Lula made some predictions about what was going to happen during the next four
0: minutes. Kenny, might, might you have a reminder of what those are? Indeed, I do have a reminder, Tyler. And you know what? Thank you so much for teeing me up to read those reminders. These are Lulu's predictions uh, from the episode labeled minutes 84 through 88. <clears throat> for today's episode. Just clarifying in case anyone was... <clears throat> unclear anyways it's not 88 to 92 to it's 88 to 92 but these Got predictions are at the end of 84 to 88 because we do the uh, predictions at the end of 84 to 88 for 88 to 92 and then we uh-huh. do the predictions for the minutes that we're about to watch to see if lulu gets those predictions right even though we had also made those predictions at the end of 84 to 88 about the upcoming four minutes it's super clear
2: just for my edification, what percentage so far has Lula <laughs> been
4: correct about? 130. 100. She has been 130%. 130%. 100 percent Okay. I'm
1: like a biblical prophet who would get stoned if I were in error in the least bit.
2: Okay, so we'll hear them and we'll we'll know very soon about today's.
1: <laughs> yes. I might be stoned by the end of the day, and I mean with literal stones. Lulu,
0: here come your predictions. If you could drum roll on the microphone, that would be great. Great. Wonderful. We're going to keep that. Also, give us a good ding if you remember any of these predictions. Lulu, you say that Oaken's alive. Mm -hmm. Maybe an alien took over his body. Ding. Jeff Goldblum staggers into the situation room. They're about to nuke Houston, so he's got to have some revelation, see some data, and Goldbloom's revelation stops the nuke from being dropped. Mm, ding. Something wrong with your bell there, Lulu. <laughs> that was an uh, unsure ding. Sure. Uh, Will Smith lands at El Toro and finds, <gasps> dances with wolves and Vivica A-plus Fox and puts them in the helicopter. Ding, ding, ding. The president's daughter is in the child care facility of Area 51, specifically on floor five, apparently. (laughs) Ding. And Lulu, I think this one is probably the most important prediction. We haven't seen the RV friends. We haven't. So you think that they're going to make some jokes, find the PA system, and call a game of Canasta for 3 (laughs) (laughs) p.m.
1: Ding. Everyone needs to relax. There's there's a lot going on right now with... The threat of nuclear war in Houston.
3: Sometimes during, during an alien invasion, you have to consider your own mental health as well. You do. So. You
1: cannot pour from an empty cup.
0: Uh, speaking of empty cups, should we fill up our cup with these next four minutes? hmm Then I'm going to play it. Okay. Hurry. Okay, the first, hurry, uh, hurry. Hulu, I'm on your side. Can you stop attacking <laughs> me? Um, wow. Okay. I was uh, ushering you. <clears throat> usher, usher. Well, I consider... My- <laughs> <laughs> Encouragement. Uh, I consider myself ushered let me push the play button and here we go
1: (gasps) they already got her back to the thing
0: helicopters are really fast
1: what happened what
0: Lulu no, no one except for Tyler said anything I know I
1: didn't hear what he said
0: Well, it was hilarious, and we all just stopped laughing. Man.
4: You said they're already back, and I said helicopters are really fast. Oh. Look, it's a dumb joke.
1: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Lulu! Mm Mm-hmm. What happened?
1: What happened? So they had deployed all of the Air Force guys with the nukes. On board, and the first to strike, of course, was my hometown,
0: Houston, Texas. Yeah. Uh, In the background, you can see your dad getting blown away by the news. That is not funny.
1: funny. Not funny. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, well. The last flight I took before the pandemic, I flew. I was flying from Florida back home here to Austin, and I flew right over Jersey Village, Texas. And I, I could see the little lake. And I traced it to my house, I took a picture out the window, and then I texted it to my mom and dad and said, hi, I see you, and it was magical. Anyway, apparently that's all gone, because um, in the Independence Day movie, they fire the nuclear warhead into the spaceship, they lose visual contact through their, what are those things called? It's
2: a viewfinder.
1: (laughs) Viewfinder, thank you very much. And they lose visual, visual context. Everyone's waiting. And then they come back, and dadgummit, that spaceship is still there. It didn't make a dent in it. He calls off the rest of the nuclear attack, much to the creepy guy's chagrin. But the good news is Will Smith has made it over to El Toro and, and walks up and calls Jasmine's name like he knew she was there the whole time, even though he had had news that she had died. Jasmine, she says, You're late. And he says, "Well, you know me. I like to make an entrance." And they kiss for an uncomfortably long time, while America is being attacked. And then we see—apparently, we don't see *Dances with Wolves* um, taken back to the hospital to Area 51, but they've made it back in a lickety-split time due to the technology of a helicopter.
0: Yeah, if we're if we're carrying over our logic from the Paul Norman episode of eighty-four minutes where she was restrained by a light piece of sheet metal. Uh, I believe she is in a stranglehold by a knit blanket. She is. It is
1: a crochet blanket (laughs) that matched Jasmine's little uh, knitted tank top, I noticed. There was a lot of 70s crochet action going on in that scene. I mean, when
0: in an apocalypse, it's important to color coordinate all of your accoutrements.
1: Yes. And really, how much warmth does a crochet blanket give you? I have several. There's a lot of holes in them. Anyway,
0: so that's what we saw. Tyler, I believe you had some thoughts. Yeah, I just want a segment that I like to call Tyler's tirades. Yeah, (laughs) I just want to come back to the
4: to the instantaneous travel via helicopter thing for just a moment, because this is the same technology that we saw in Avengers uh, when that helicarrier uh, makes it from Europe to New York in a flash. (laughs) 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 What I'm saying is that space travel takes next to no time in a helicarrier or a helicopter. It's just Mm. instantaneous. Mm. It's from
3: the Latin hella, meaning instantaneous. That's it. Copter, meaning get you there. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The instantaneous
1: get you there
4: vehicle.
3: Everyone, to the instantaneous get you there vehicle. Away.
4: Sorry I was late. Wait a minute. You were in the instantaneous whatever. Get you there vehicle. I, I would like to uh, take just a moment here to point out that that kiss uh, won the 1997 MTV Music Award Best Kiss um, hmm. against some really heavy hitter other kisses. Really?
1: Do you remember the other ones? I'd like to judge it for myself.
4: Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio in Romeo and Juliet or Romeo Plus Juliet. Hmm. Uh, Gina uh, Gershon and Jennifer Tilly in Bound. Mm. Kara Sedgwick and John Travolta in Phenomenon. And Christine Taylor and Christopher uh, Daniel Barnes in a very brainy sequel. Oh, my gosh. Romeo and Juliet. They beat out Romeo and Juliet with a young. They beat out
3: Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs>
4: leonardo Correct. dicaprio they beat <laughs> out leonardo dicaprio and clear dance i'm just saying but most importantly
0: they beat out greg and marcia brady i
1: know yeah. are they brother and sister <laughs> wait do greg and marcia brady kiss
4: step brothers and step and brady bunch 2, the sequel they do
1: mm. wow Does mm. see this no I was thinking about the timeframes, though, when you were talking about how they when they evacuated New York, how quickly it went compared to what you knew to be true, Tyler, that they could never get out that fast.
3: What we have to remember is that in the 90s, they possessed technology that in the intervening decades has been lost to us. Oh, right, So, you know, right. they had the capability. It's like how the Egyptians built the pyramids. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just, we've just we lost that technology in the near sense.
0: All of our bi- buildings are square. We've sacrificed speed for having everything wireless.
3: Yeah, if there were wires running everywhere, you could evacuate people in a, in a
4: heartbeat.
0: Lightning fast. It would be lightning fast if we had more wires. Watching that, that
4: military vehicle come to a stop on I-10, though, seemed like a real-life thing that would happen.
1: Yes. It would stop and start, stop, and then creep along, stop, get honked at, stop and start, stop. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. OK, so, James, you and I both saw the viewfinder in the tank. Yes. What, tell me, what, what were you thinking when you saw the, I guess he's Air Force, but he's in a tank, so that's probably Army. Maybe they've all pulled their resources.
2: I I love that he had to use, he had to strain with one eyeball to look into a viewfinder for a view that is clearly for two eyes.
1: Yes! And he was like, squeak, 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 I think it's dirty.
2: (laughs) Meanwhile, everyone is celebrating, yet viewfinder guy seems to have the most important job, Mm. which is to see what happened.
3: Just to restart the viewfinder.
2: Oh, yeah, he had had to download a patch in between nuke firings. I would
0: give you the results, but those Windows updates. That's That's why you have to update on the regular.
4: Why don't you just look out the window? No, no, Windows update needs to happen.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Tyler Bryce, funniest person in Austin.
1: Mm -hmm. And what did the writing say the first time you looked through it? It said, I tried to catch it. There's a whole bunch of print on the screen when he was trying to view find. And I was like, well, that will obstruct his view. Why do we?
2: Yeah, I, f- I feel like it was some sort of update requirements. Uh, yeah, that was, that was very interesting. It was,
3: your, your viewfinder will restart in 30 seconds. Would you like to start now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or snooze.
1: Snooze, snooze. After, after it's been nuked.
2: If this movie was made today, there would be a short YouTube ad in the middle.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. The... Text that displays on the screen is system restart, firmware reboot, RAM slash ROM check. Okay. Iliad is yimd. Is that another language? Uh, no. Sounds pretty secure in that. So...
4: I am wondering, James and Mary, you guys, uh, you guys are Oklahomans. Uh, you went to the University of Oklahoma. Did it fill you with any satisfaction to know that they nuke Texas in, in the scene? Like, as you were watching, was there a part of you going, boomer? Just, just wondering.
3: Well, I mean, on the one hand, um, glad it's not us. On the other hand, uh, I don't know that there's a strategic reason to do anything to Oklahoma. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I think we'd be
3: fine. The aliens would be like, shit, we? Nah, that's, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Let's target Oklahoma. We Even if the our- UFOs were a flyover state.
4: They're about to take out Oral Roberts University. Good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Those praying hands are going down. I, I'd
2: like to point out this particular four minutes shows the real villain of the movie. James, is it James Redhorn? Is that yes. correct,
3: Kenny? Yes. Okay,
2: he decides at this point that the the strike didn't fail because of the alien technology, which has proven impenetrable up to this point. He decides that, no, we need to keep firing these things all over America Mm -hmm. because that was just a fluke and that was some sort of luck. That guy just wants to nuke.
0: Yeah, James Rebhorden pulls a Howard Dean right here and kind of yells inappropriately Mm -hmm. because he's so excited to use nukes in Houston. Mm -hmm.
3: You can't quit now. Got stock in nuclear weapons, so if they use them all up, they're going to have to buy more.
1: Maybe he just wanted to expand his ranch. Yes. So the president, they're like, give the order, deploy, deploy. And he waits. The president's waiting, waiting. This big pregnant pause, dramatic pause. The general behind him with the same color tie and shirt and all the little stars on his collar. Why do they have to make those the same color? The tie and the shirt. I don't understand. So he can blend in the sand when he's dressed up out in the desert. Like, what is that for? (laughs) Anyway. I don't like Rebhorn.
0: We need you to be formal and also do a stealth mission at the same time. Right.
1: It is a formal stealth mission. Um, you will be getting in the, what did you call it? The get there fast vehicle?
2: I, I know that the, the more that the crisis continues, the president's tie gradually loosens. Now, there's not a point. This isn't bad enough to remove the tie. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a stressful day. It's yeah. just about two inches from the neck. That is... That is about four or five cities. Once we get to 10, 11, 12 cities, the the tie will be much lower. And then um, once it's just Antarctica and one penguin left,
4: the tie goes.
3: Right, is the penguin wearing the tie at that point?
4: Can you imagine the outcry that this movie would have made had he been wearing a tan suit? Oh, I don't even want to get into that.
3: Well, is it before or after Labor Day? Because that makes a difference. It
2: does. Well, make a it's, we know it's July third, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: we're more sure than anything that this film does take place before Labor Day.
2: Yeah, that is actually that's been yeah that's been clarified.
3: They did kind of put it right there in the title.
0: <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's
4: assuming you know the difference between Labor and Memorial Day, and which one bookends the summer on which side. That's right.
1: Maybe they should have had the president looking through the viewfinder because he already has like one eye that doesn't open as much as the other in almost every shot, a la John Wayne. (laughs) He's always got that one eye kind of closed. Maybe that's his dramatic face.
4: That's exactly what that is. That's Bill Paxton's serious look.
0: uh, Tyler, I I can't believe I got to remind you yet again. Bill Pullman. It's Bill Pullman, Pullman. not Bill Paxton. It's not Bill Bill Paxton. Paxton. It's Bill Pullman. It's Bill, Bill,
2: Bill Pullman. He was great in Big Love.
0: No, that's, that's 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 Bill Paxton.
2: Paxton. And the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a little while. No, that's,
0: oh. again, that's Bill Paxton as well. Yes.
1: Look, here's how you tell the difference between Pullman and Paxton.
4: Yes. One squints their left eye, one squints their right eye.
1: No, Paxton is eyes wide open. Pullman? Pullman's eyes wide shut? Squinty eye. Different guy.
4: <laughs> Different guy. Old squinty eyes Pullman. Old oh, squinty eyes Pullman. Um, Kenny, I thought you had a 10-minute monologue about what it was that you you saw as, as what they did right.
0: Well, really what I thought that they did right was nuking Houston, and specifically the Jersey City outcropping. Uh, whenever they were talking about the Jersey City village and James Redport and specifically going, I think we should target this specific street, this specific neighborhood that's right next to a water formation.
2: Did you notice, if you watch on closed captioning, I don't know if you guys do this, but I did watch this earlier with closed captioning and, and the, the, the label underneath said Jersey City Screams. <laughs> <laughs> Just underneath. Uh, I, you know, I guess, I guess the, the filmmakers knew.
0: Yeah, which oddly enough, that's my favorite Bruce Springsteen album, Jersey City Screams. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tyler, can you sing us a song real quick from Jersey City Screams and the style of Bruce Springsteen? Nuclear bombs,
4: they'll pass me by nuclear bombs. <laughs> There's <laughs> a wonder web, nuclear bombs. <laughs> anyway, uh, actually, my my favorite part of this entire sequence has to be when they say "call off the attack," and watching all of the the reactions of the people in the room when they say "call off the attack," including Adam Baldwin ripping off his head piece and throwing it on the ground. Uh, just, uh, he was so angry he couldn't remain with his ears slightly covered for another moment.
0: I I do like it whenever people slam headsets to the ground. It's a very easy piece of acting that could tell you how passionate you are with something inconsequential.
3: It's much harder to do with earbuds. Yes. Uh, Hold on. Yeah, it's like trying to slam the door when you're in a tent. It's just, it doesn't have the same effect. (laughs) Yeah, you pick two of them out and you throw them
0: down and it goes, beep beep. In a similar vein, uh, angrily <laughs> hanging up on an iPhone.
4: Sorry, that's why. If you're going to angrily hang up on an iPhone, you must proceed with "Good day, sir." I said, "Good day, sir." <laughs>
1: click. I think you have to say the word "click" too. I-, I was trying to reimagine this scene as if they were watching a football game and their favorite team wasn't winning.
4: So that would be something fairly common in Houston.
1: Yes. Then we like leaping up and like we did, it! we did, it! we. We nuked them, like calling the touchdown, even though a flag was thrown before it was actually calculated into the score or whatever. And then just like how passionate people get about football in Texas and probably Oklahoma.
3: Well, and then every guy, every coach on the sideline rips off his headset and slams it down.
4: (laughs) Good call. Yes. Perhaps the most realistic acting bit in the entire movie.
0: What's the least realistic so far, Tyler? Um, probably the
4: Jasmine is just sitting and holding the first lady's hand at El Toro. They're just sitting and he's, and she's holding her hand and they're just hanging
0: out. Well, and again, to go by the Paul Norman logic, it's more likely that she's using her light handhold just to completely restrain the president's wife.
3: <laughs> I have to say, I thought that the worst bit of acting in this particular segment was uh, from the daughter. Ah. Didn't buy it at all. She's supposed to be a child? What, she's like three feet tall? Huh? Yeah. Do you know
1: that's an um, actress from Good Girls? Do you watch Good Girls? If I knew what show? Good
3: Girls was, I would probably be impressed. Is she funny?
1: Yeah, she is funny.
3: Is she believable
1: as a child? <clears throat> no. She's an adult. <laughs> but she looks very small like a child, too, and still has those same cheeks. Those little cheeks. I love those cheeks.
2: Mary may actually not know the name of the actress. Uh, but this has been recurring on, on your podcast. This is uh, this is Anne. Don't be an Ann hog. Oh. Who? Oh, her. Yes, her. Now you're on board.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, you I just it? arrived. Hi. How's everybody doing? I'm here now. <laughs> She's had a good career.
4: It's like your development was
0: arrested in that. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy.
1: I started that show. I've watched one episode now.
0: It's funny. Wow. Yeah. I want you to do two word reviews of every TV show from now on. Arrested Development. It's funny. <laughs> I want to know where they
1: got the crocheted the crochet blanket from. We haven't seen that crocheted blanket on Dances with
4: Wolves. Like, where did they get a nicely
1: handmade crocheted blanket? Was it there
4: at the military base? Yeah, El Toro is America's uh, storehouse of crocheted blankets. Uh, they have just a whole... It's yeah, basically they, the Fort Knox
0: keep... of crocheted blankets.
2: It really is. And these particular blankets are fire retardant. (laughs)
3: It's the strategic stockpile
1: of crochet blankets. (laughs) Wait, the strategic stockpile of crochet blankets, the SSCB. (laughs) Yes.
4: Kenny, weren't those the initials that were on the screen when it came up at the end was to kind of tell us where we were headed next?
0: Yeah, that was on the Chiron, the SSCB.
4: Pardon me. What screen kisses do you think are better screen kisses in general? Uh, then this one that we just watched, that again, won the MTV Music Awards, uh, Best Kiss, 1997.
2: I, I think I'd like to start by pointing out that or MTV Movie Awards have no meaning. So <laughs> by engaging in any conversation, it, it assigns value to these meaningless awards.
3: That being said.
2: That being said, I think Spider-Man does a good kiss.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the upside down one?
2: Sure. Actually, any, any orientation of Spider-Man kissing something uh, <laughs> something is a winner in my book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Horizontal, regular. Sure, that one's good. Regular's fantastic.
4: I love the kiss in the rain. Tommy McGuire and Kirsten Dunst, by the, by the way, did win Best Kiss uh, in 2003 for Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, and you can listen to Tyler's Comprehensive Rankings on MTV's Best Movie Kisses on his Kiss podcast. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, you want to plug that that podcast?
4: Yeah. Kiss it or leave it. That's what it's called. And kiss uh, it or
2: leave it. I've listened yeah, to two of those episodes. It's it's a lot of noises.
1: Oh, I hate mouth a lot of noises. sound
2: effects. Um, but it puts me right to sleep, so it's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Tyler, to answer your question, I like the kiss between Aragorn and Arwen at the end of Return of the King. Mm, good, good nice. movie kiss. They look like they miss each other. And uh, it's sad whenever people miss each other. And then Aragorn's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it. Aragorn, is that Orlando Bloom? No, that's uh, Vigo Mortensen.
1: Oh, OK. That's still just as good.
0: Uh, Lulu, did you have, do you have a favorite kiss in,
4: in cinema?
1: I have one that comes to mind just because the movie game that we talked about last week has Rachel McAdams in it. And we her kiss scene in the notebook with Ryan Gosling in the rain... Because it's all pent up, pent up, pent up. And then they're like, fine, let's kiss. You know, like their passion propels them
4: forward and they kiss. And you've been wanting them to kiss for so long. And it's just great. James and Mary, have you guys answered the question? We talked about kind of the Spider-Man kiss. or Is there a favorite kiss through cinema that either of you would like to, you know, get on the list of movie kisses that we rank here?
3: I, I, I don't I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm not very good at producing Uh, things out of the the back of my mind, I suppose, but um, I'm sure there's something. The first thing that comes to my mind is actually uh, one that made me very angry, um, because I I'm going to get reamed for saying this on this podcast, but I saw Star Wars for the first time uh, as an adult. And the the Luke and Leia kiss, Mm. uh, which is followed up like 10 minutes later by him saying, you're my sister and her Mm. saying, Somehow I always knew that.
0: <laughs> I felt it in your lips. Uh, Mary's exa- exactly right. That is the hottest kiss in the entire <laughs> I'm glad we can all agree. From Mary Murray. Yeah, Mary.
3: <laughs> it's the I'm, unintentional so- incest. That's, that's what makes it great. <laughs> right? Those, those subtle tones of incest... Underlying the kiss, really
1: add layers to the acting and story.
0: I just want to see Mary Mary's web history now. Just accidental incest.
1: <laughs> Oops. <laughs> You're my brother. Sorry, brother. Oh, no.
2: Well, it's, it's one side is unintentional. The other seems intentional.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, maybe they watched an f- episode of the Brady Bunch beforehand.
0: You're definitely not my sister. I don't know why you would say that right now, but okay. I guess <laughs> I'll just keep taking my pants off. Chance,
4: <laughs> did you have a favorite kiss? Uh,
2: oh, mention? I'll stick with Spider-Man because I just don't know. I have a filter on my my movies that I just don't want to see anything upsetting. So uh, most of my movies are filtered down to about 25 minutes. I don't I don't actually see most movie kisses. It's just... It's too unsettling, you know? It
1: is. It's really disturbing.
3: He's made very uncomfortable by people expressing emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why, you know, you only get, like, the little bits of the movie where everyone's just kind of sitting and having a cup of coffee.
0: I'm really proud of you, son. No, thank you. Fast forward.
4: (laughs) Fast forward. Get
1: to the angry part.
4: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, the Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams... Uh, the Notebook Kiss won in 2005 in the MTV Music Awards. Validated.
0: And again, just to clarify for the reader, uh, and by the reader, I mean the listener, uh, Tyler's just pulling this off the top of his head. It's wild. Mm-hmm. He's not looking at a screen. He's just kind of waving his hand going, I know this.
1: For all of our audio readers.
3: I mean, there's probably a subset of people who print out the transcript of the podcast
0: and uh, then yeah.
2: read it on the bus. And obviously a set of fans who make that transcript.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like there's plenty of programs that can like turn sure. audio into a transcript automatically, and they're always incredibly accurate I never have any errors.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of incredibly accurate, one of the things that we've done on almost all of our episodes is have Lulu rank the hotness of one Jeff Goldblum. Did he appear? He's, no, he's still Shut drunk up. upstairs with his ex-wife having arguments. Yeah, he did not appear in these four minutes, but that has not precluded Lulu from giving Jeff Goldblum a very hot ranking, even if he does not appear, which is why we have to ask every episode, regardless of if Mr. Goldblum even appears.
4: Now, the Jeffcon scale, of course, uh, works in reverse to other scales in that five means not at all attractive. One means as, as hot as a Jeff can be. So uh, where, where would Jeff be on, on the schedule this week?
1: He's a five because, one, he's stalling. He's not in the room he should be in. He's upstairs. I'm getting tired of him delaying. It feels irresponsible. Just, I've had it with him.
2: Is it, is it fair to say that when you say he's not in the room he should be in, that, that off camera, he's just trying every room in this facility because he's lost?
3: <laughs> yes. I bet he's like, that door's locked. Where did he go? Earlier in the movie, he actually went busting into the daycare facility. He was like, no, not this room either. I know. And then he woke up the president's daughter. Yeah, that which is why we got to see her later. Right.
4: And then we found out that the two of them are related somehow. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay.
4: um, James or Mary, do either of you have an opinion about where Jeff Goldblum appears in the Jeff Con scale in general or in this movie?
3: Um. I'm going to go with like a
0: two and a half. Mm. Respectable, okay. respectable. Mm-hmm.
2: I'd uh, I'd put him at about a three in general. I think mm-hmm. no matter what he's in, people are going to pay attention. And I have uh, bought three or four unnecessary apartments because of it. sorry, what? <laughs> I bought three or four unnecessary apartments because of him. He's
3: he found them.
0: He sells apartments. Apartment and, finder. Uh, uh, and so I buy them because of him. J- James, I don't I don't <laughs> think Jeff Goldblum sells apartments. You don't think? I don't Yeah. I mean I don't he has the
3: apartment finder. I think they genuinely haven't seen those commercials. Interesting. Huh? Oh you guys are not familiar with all of Jeff Goldblum's uh, repertoire.
0: I'm not familiar with Jeff Goldblum's. You really repertoire. need to
2: look up apartments.com yes. commercials.
3: I think it's apartment finder. Apartment finder? Apartmentfinder.com, I think.
0: It's not a very
4: effective commercial if you can't tell us what the product is after seeing it this many times.
2: (laughs) There are many commercials featuring Jeff Goldblum selling apartments, and I think you've got your afternoon planned out.
0: Wow, I had no idea. That's wild. Will Jeff Goldblum do anything for a paycheck? I think the answer is clear. (laughs) You're right. Just like the
4: apartments, he is not for sale, but he is for lease. (gasps) Oh, apartments within apartments within apartments.
0: Now, Lulu, the most critical piece, because in this scene, Goldblum is for you a five. How do we get him to a one in this four minutes?
1: Well, he's not selling apartments. (laughs) He, well, he comes bursting through the door. I, I really expected him actually to burst through the door and stop the nuclear deployment before they sent the rocket into the spaceship in Houston. And so I'm that's how he would fix it. He would have come in earlier. He would have said, "Wait, I have some information that will change everything." And he would have taken over and like given this bit of scientific data that would have helped us
3: defeat the aliens and not destroy my hometown. So in the next 4 minutes, if he were to burst in the room and say, "Stop the nukes." Would would that help? No, too late. <laughs> You've been upstairs drinking and arguing with your ex-wife. Priorities, mister. Priorities. He meant to get down there before they launched the nukes, but you know, you just kind of lose track of time. We were catching up. The elevator was slow. There you go. I think he got caught up in a game of canasta.
2: It's all chaos.
1: It's chaos. (laughs) It's chaos. Yeah, but Vivica is A plus in this one. A plus Fox. Mm -hmm. That kiss was nice. There was some humor. They both had hope, but they kept it together. They didn't get all oh, I'm again, I'm again. They're like, I'm cool. I'm still cool.
2: You don't know really like that kiss. The president's wife. She did. She was in favor of it.
3: Yes. Yeah, it was a little, a little too encouraging. I thought it was a little
0: voyeuristic.
2: Yeah. That's why they had to edit right there.
0: It, it was mm-hmm. weird because she did like Chuck Norris in Dodgeball, a true underdog story and just kind of gave the camera a thumbs up right after that kiss.
1: Her thumb came right up through the hole in the crocheted
0: blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Lulu. What? Lulu. Yes? I think it's that time of the show where we start winding down this four minutes by you predicting what's going to happen in the next four minutes.
1: Yee! So, we know the nuclear bomb failed. A nuclear missile failed. They've called off all the other ones. Now they are... In that all is lost 11th hour. Now what do we do? Maybe it's not all is lost yet. But a lot of it's lost. Goldblum finally bursts into the room. And maybe they go get him. Anyway. (laughs) He joins everyone. Get in here. (laughs) They're that desperate. Maybe they go find him. They find him in the daycare room. Playing Canasta with Quaid. (laughs) Um, And he comes down to consult. The guy in the viewfinder finally gets his reboot patch done. His defrag and scan disc performed and completed on the tank firmware. And they toddle on back to, I don't know, Toro. Let's see. Oh, we see the reunion finally between the president and his wife, Dances with Wolves. And she, he picks some twigs out of her hair. (laughs) And offers her a, a, fur, a fur from his hunting time, and they kiss, and the little girl nuzzles in her mother's neck, and she says, well, this stripper with a heart of gold saved me. Her name's Jasmine. Will Smith has got to be there, too, so let's get them all around the table to have a brainstorm. And that's all I got. Anybody else have any good ideas?
2: Well, I mean, I, I, I won't. Spo- I've seen this movie before, so I don't want to spoil anything, but... I know, and I'll, I'll just ruin it for everyone. The next four minutes is Will Smith getting chewed out for stealing that helicopter. Oh, He stole a helicopter. That's not protocol. And he brought back a bunch of important people, sure. But that's, there's a sign-out list, and you're supposed to fill it out.
3: Listen. Oh, my God. Mike needed that helicopter to get to his little league game. <laughs> he took the helicopter. It wasn't here. Now his son is going to never forgive him. Never forgive him. They yeah. lost the game it's, because of that.
2: Yeah, that's what's not focused on in this movie, is that Little League sports continues as normal throughout all of this apocalypse.
4: Yes, as it should. These schedules are important. (laughs) If Little Timmy was wiped out and is not at the game, he will not receive his
0: trophy.
1: Maybe we should give some of the military guys trophies for participation.
0: I think it would just generally help with morale. I think you're absolutely right, Lulu.
3: I mean, they already give them gold stars. They just wear them on their collar. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> this one is when I made a good suggestion and <laughs> oh, oh,
1: this one. This one I got from cleaning off the viewfinder on the tank.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then dashing everybody's dreams.
2: <laughs> I got this medal for fixing 19 broken headsets.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> the poor IT guys in this facility. I mean, Mm-hmm. Everybody takes out their frustrations on the technology.
0: How right. do you get IT at Area 51? How do you apply for that job? Like, what does what that Monster.com application look like?
1: I think you have to apply in person, and once you're there, you pretty much have the job.
3: And you never get to leave again.
0: You live here now. I don't usually do this, but I'm just kind of walking around any local businesses with my resume and uh, <laughs> don't know if you guys are hiring. I mean,
4: this was a secret facility. At Area 51, they have an actual firewall that you have to make it past. And yes. if you do, then they're like, you're obviously very good it at is. this.
3: That's the interview process. Can you it get a through literal, the firewall?
0: I know that military firewalls were supposed to be hard, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> also, we should have one of those lines in the movie. I know that this is supposed to be a blank, but this is ridiculous. Yeah. Those are good lines. They are.
3: I feel like the... The uh, Will Smith's arrival in this scene would have been a perfect opportunity for that. Like, instead of her saying "You're late," she could have been like, "I know you're not usually on time, but this is ridiculous." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. How'd you get around
1: the firewall, honey? The get you there fast vehicle. What do we call it again? <laughs> Hella. What, what? did you say, Mary?
4: Helicopter. The
1: was it in, instantaneous? Get you there? That's it. Instantaneous get you there. Fast vehicle.
4: Kenny's (laughs) nickname in college was the instantaneous get you there. Go on. (laughs) Go on, Tyler. He got people there instantaneously in a sex way.
0: (laughs) The long nickname. All right. On that note, uh, James (laughs) and Mary, Mary, uh, I'm gonna cry. I uh,
4: I actually used to be able to make myself cry on demand, and I would periodically do it to a girlfriend when we would ride the subway in New York. She'd be like, "Don't you dare!" not I'm, like, I'm just, I'm just feeling a lot of pressure," and she'd be like, oh "You stop this right now." Used to be oh so much God. fun. Anyway, uh,
0: you bad. say that she used to be your girlfriend? Yeah, she's. Like, <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> happened? This is surprising. I don't understand <laughs> why. <laughs> Oh my goodness, you're mean. She's now a state representative. Speaking of state representatives, uh, James and Mary Murray, you are representing the state of Oklahoma here. And if more people would like to see your representations, is there a place that they can find uh, shows that you've done or anything online? Well, I will say that the pandemic has slowed down
2: a lot of things. And and maybe after that's over, things will get better. But you can catch us next week, actually, at a couple of uh, grocery pickups. Here at Oklahoma City. Uh, we just do that. It's easier than going into the store. Sure. Um,
3: yeah, we'll be we'll be at the Sprouts on 19th Street. Oh, uh, wow. I've heard that's
2: a good room. Good room. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're just kind of waiting for this uh, world to get a little more normal. And then we we'll, uh
0: I don't know, we don't have any uh, major things to plug right now. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of major things to plug, uh, Tyler, I hear that you have things to plug. Red
4: Dirt Improv is doing a sort of uh, makeshift reunion show with some members. Uh, with the Alternative Comedy Theater in Dallas on April 10th, I think it's 7:30, but I could be wrong. So you can actually see several of the people on this podcast uh, performing together. Uh, if you want, come check it out. And then I normally do Comedy Sports Austin 7:30 on Saturday nights, and that's a lot of fun. It's free and it's uh, kid friendly and it's whole family oriented fun. ComedySportsAustin.com. Kenny, how about you? Can you be found anywhere? Can people find The Kenny Madison.
0: Indeed. You can find me on Twitter at the Kenny Madison, as well as listen to one of my other podcasts, including shame watch, where we talk about guilty pleasure media. And also you can listen to me on lasso cast. I believe our last episode, we just talked with may the bartender from Ted lasso. We've got some more rad stuff coming up and Lulu. You can find me here.
3: All right. She'll be waiting until next week. I'll be right here. <laughs>
0: She's got to find an apartment. <laughs> I do
1: need to find an apartment.
0: We know they got to help you with that. Jason Mary Mary, thank you so much for coming on this episode of 84 minutes. Thank you. Thank you, for having us.
1: you were wonderful. So nice to see you and meet
0: you. And for listeners that are listening to this or reading the audio, uh, Go go, rate, review, and subscribe to ID4Minutes at a time. We survive on word of mouth, uh, so go spread that word with your lovely, wonderful, luscious mouth. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, as per always, it ain't over till the fat lady sing.
1: Oh, I can't. My my one of my kids knows that I hate mouth noises and she'll get up right up in my ear and go
0: And oh. I am just like Uh sorry, what was that noise? I'm not doing it again. Just one more time, please. <laughs> can you <I, he>, can, <laughs> can you place it at the end of
1: every episode? Yeah.